Thank you so much, Bridge Church. Wow, I love it. I love their worship. I love that they want to know God. Today, as we continue our series on Faith Moves Our Giving, you know, this is the last week of an incredible month, and I thought it'd be pretty appropriate if Pastor Jen and I kind of tag-teamed this weekend. I know it's going to be great. We're going to talk about the jar lady. We're going to talk about the results of how God moves us. And I want you to know that as Pastor Jen comes to start us off today, that God's going to speak to you directly about allowing your faith to move your giving. God bless you. Good morning, ICF Rome. Well, guess what? You're getting to have the message the same way the Design for Life ladies had a couple Saturdays ago. This is our opportunity to kind of put into motion technology and being together in the house of worship. Thank you for being here. Thank you for believing that faith is going to move your giving because it has already moved the giving from heaven to you and I. So this morning, I'm excited to be a part of the final message on Faith Moves Our Giving. And I'm holding the jar because we have been talking about the jar lady's faith. And the message, the question, how can I help you? That's what the prophet asked the lady. How can I help you? This morning, I want you to imagine God speaking to you. How can I help you? But I also want you to return the question to God. How can I serve you? How can I be obedient with the jars that are in my house? So I want us to look at the verse again. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. By now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elijah replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elijah said, go around and ask all your neighbors, say all, all, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty, everybody say empty, for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you, you and your sons. Now, I want you to think about the things that Pastor Rick has been telling us. Ask the question. Prepare for the answer and obey the man of God's instruction. Obey God's instructions. The question has been asked, what do you have in your house? And you prepare for the answer. We all have something. It may be a little jar with a little bit of oil, but it has something. So today, I'm going to give you a final three points that I want you to remember about the jar lady. Number one, the Lord prepares us. Number two, the Lord preserves us. And number three, the Lord provides for us. So as we look at these points, and I'm on a time limit because of our one hour limit in the house, as well as Pastor Rick is going to be a part of this tag team, but I want you to understand something I felt the Lord spoke to me. 
The Lord prepares us. This woman is talking to the prophets and she says, I'm the wife of a man who had kept company with the prophets. A man who revered the Lord. So I'm asking you, who are you keeping company with? Who are you preparing yourself with so that God will have these godly people in our lives with godly influences for times in need? When that happens, we've already been prepared. Her husband had kept company with the prophets. Her husband was a man who personally revered the Lord. God was preparing their family for those days ahead because of who they kept company with. I want you to remember the Lord prepares you, but it's who you decide to surround yourself with. And we all need those godly influences. The second thing, the Lord preserves us. That little bit of oil represents the seeds of faith that they had sown in their home. She didn't say, I have a little jar that's empty. She said, I have a little jar with some olive oil in it. That, to me, represents that there was something in her life. Remember, she had been around the prophets. If her husband was, she was, and her boys were. They knew the man of God. She knew the man of God enough to go to him. And so there was some oil in her jar. I want to encourage each of us and those of you that are online This may be a difficult season, and we may feel like COVID pandemic has caused our jars to become almost empty. But I can tell you that if you're spending time every week with the Lord in the presence of God, in God's people, on Wednesday night, hour of power, prayer meeting, on Sunday morning, you are keeping the oil flowing. That is how the Lord will preserve you and I during these times of empty jars. So important for you to examine your life and say, Lord, have I gotten so empty? Have I cut and isolated myself from godly influences so much that my jar is completely dry? There is no oil to present back to the Lord. And I would say to you today, whether you're sitting in this house or whether you're sitting in your house online, God's oil wants to flow to you. It's very, very important that we understand God will preserve us. But I also want us to see something because sometimes we could get very frustrated that something difficult has happened to us. The Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45. So here's a woman and her sons whose husband revered the Lord, who was among the prophets and the godly influences, and yet he died. He left them alone, and their, their store cupboards were empty and bare. She just was saying, I've still got a little bit of oil. Some of us might say, why did God allow that to happen? You know what? God is sovereign. What I do know is that out of her story, we get a story of miracle overflow, and I'm thankful for that story of miracle overflow 
in the midst of something that felt like it was empty. So today, if you're watching, if you're sitting here in this house and you feel empty, and you feel like that oil is just at the bottom of your jar, I want you to remember the Lord preserves us. And finally, the Lord provides for us. What did Isaiah, what did Eli, Elisha, I'm talking about Isaiah on Thursdays, what did Elisha tell her to ask for? Empty jars. Go to all your neighbors, not just a few, and ask for empty jars. And you know, as I was thinking about it, I felt like the Lord said to me, you know what, she could have gone to neighbors who had jars full and overflowing, and they might not have even been able to help her because they couldn't possibly lift a jar that was full. But they were empty. What if you went to your neighbors and you asked them, what's empty here? Do you need help with this? Do you need help with that? Is there something I could do for you? That emptiness that she went to the neighbors for was about saying, I have something that I might be able to be reciprocated. It's a give and take, that divine exchange that we've talked about in the past. And I could fill it. What if you're empty financially and you go to your neighbor not asking for a full jar of money, but asking for a jar that's empty that you could fill with the labor of your love? That's what's in your house, that labor, that ability to do something for someone else. And maybe this person is not the one who God uses to begin to flow the financial stream through, but maybe this person hears your story, and then they tell that person, and the next thing you know, you have a job three people down the road because you made yourself available for God's purposes. How much did he tell her to ask for? I think this is so important. He said, don't ask for just a few. What does that mean? Do more. Have great faith. Pastor Rick says it all the time. With a little faith, we can move a mountain. What can great faith do? So when, when Elijah was telling her, don't go sheepishly to this two or three neighbors and say, maybe if you don't mind, could I just have this little bitty jar, please? No, he said, go to every neighbor, give me your jar, give me your jar. Yes, I want that big one. Yes, I want that one. And I'm going to take them and my boys are going to take them and we're going to put them in this room and it's going to be powerful because we have great faith in the process of obeying God waiting for the answer. Then he says to them, go inside and wait for the oil to flow signifying this one thing. If I'm inside and I'm shut the door, Pastor Rick said it last week, the prophet is not in there with them. Then that means that between me and God, there's a divine exchange. Between the Lord and that woman and her sons and the jars, there was no prophet there who began to say, I'll pour it for you. She was in there all alone, and she began to see, oh my word, something supernatural is happening. I don't need the prophet. I don't need somebody else. I am shutting myself in with the Lord, and I begin to see that God is pouring his oil on my children's lives and in our jars. And we are going to overflow with the goodness of God because he wants us to know that it's not in our works. The Bible says, lest any man should boast. 
It is in the glory of God and his miraculous power to have a flow of anointing and provision over each of our lives. I want to give you this scripture. Psalm 20, verse 7. Psalm 20, verse 7. It says this. You might recognize it. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. When I was thinking about this jar lady and being shut inside, the Lord brought that scripture to my mind, and I thought some of us trust in the chariot, having the driver, having all the degrees behind our name, having the job with a contract and, and the education and the financial status that the oil would represent a financial status. Some trust in chariots. And some trust in hard work. I grew up on a Texas farm. I know how to work hard in the house. I know how to work hard in the barn. I know how to work hard with the horses. It says some trust in the horses. But God doesn't need us to trust in the horses. It says, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Today, may I encourage you, I applaud you if you're a person who has many chariots and many ways of having streams of income. And Pastor Rick has already said many times that these messages this month, we're, we could be either person. We could be the one in need. We could be the one God uses to fulfill the need. You might be the one giving the empty jar or giving the new job or giving the new opportunity. Or you may be the son asking for the jar on behalf of his mother but the point is she went in the house she shut the door and the oil from heaven began to flow so that she would know she would not trust in anything not the chariots not the hard work of the horses she would trust in the name of the Lord her God so I want to encourage you today, as you begin to have great faith, as you start asking for many jars and you start knocking on many doors. I heard a story this week of someone who had filled out 50, 50 job applications and interviews, been rejected 50 times. And finally got the job because she didn't stop at just a few. She kept knocking. She kept gathering more until the provision came. So don't trust in the things of this world. We know they could be taken away tomorrow. When you trust in the name of the Lord our God, nothing can shake that foundation of faith. Don't fight for status and position. Recognize the posture of heaven that I'm locked inside my room with my jar, and I'm saying, God, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know how the needs are going to be met, but I know that the anointing is going to flow, and I know that even though I have this little jar, your overflow of anointing is going to spill over in my life. I'm going to trust you to make the path clear. I also felt that the Lord wanted me to say this, stop wrestling with God's plans accept his ways. Can you imagine this woman? She's saying, my husband served you to the Lord. My husband served you. I've got these two boys. How am I supposed to take care of them with just a little bit of oil in my house? But there's so many parts of this story. This woman didn't send her sons out, go take care of yourself. The family was still important. She kept them together. 
And she said, whatever we're going to walk through, we're going to walk through it together. That's why we're having church in-house and online, because we're a family, and we're going to walk through it together. We're not going to wrestle with God's plans and God's ways. I don't understand COVID. I'm not in charge of all the countries. I'm not a prime minister. And, but what I do know is that we'll do everything we can possibly do to stay safe and well. What I do know is that some people get sick and some don't. Some people die of cancer and some people are healed of cancer. But when you shut yourself up in the presence of Almighty God and your foundation is not in your jar, but it's in the oil that flows from heaven, nothing, nothing, nothing will shake your faith. You won't want for money. You will ask for peace. You won't want for things. You will thank God for the abundance of the joy of the Lord, which will be your strength. And I can tell you this, in all my journeys and all my testimonies, so many things that were hard, 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 the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Faith moves my giving, not my lack or my abundance. Faith moves my giving, and I will obey what God has provided for me, and I will trust that God has preserved me, and I will give God the glory when his overflow it provides all of the provisions that I have, that I have for, from God. So today, as we close, I want you to remember this verse, and Pastor Rick is coming. 2 Corinthians 9, 10 through 11. They're going to put it on the screen, and Pastor Rick is going to come and wrap up our message on faith moves our giving, because I want you to know there is a harvest of blessing coming for your life. So whether you're sitting there in Rome today or you listen somewhere around the world, God was speaking to you. And I want you to know as you listen to the ending of this series, these last few words, we've talked a lot about the jar lady and the faith that she had. In the midst of her pandemic, in the midst of her difficult moment of life, of losing her husband, she searched, went, found the man of God. And the man of God gave her some clear-cut direction. Pastor Jen helped you understand that today. Don't just go get a few jars. Get as many as you can. See, the ending of the story involves an entire family. This story may involve your entire family. Because I've tried to communicate that there were two sides to this story. It's the side of the desperate family. The one that's COVID has messed up and lost a job and lost resources. Or the family that God's speaking to you right now and saying, you know, here's your moment to step up. Here's your moment to give generously. You know, in the midst of, of this COVID, God spoke to me to make sure that we do missions week. And, and last week we did missions week. And wow, what a large, generous offering. The largest we've ever had. How did that happen? Because I believe faith moves us. 
See, when we put our trust in the Lord our God, God speaks to us. And as we've taught you throughout this month, and the windows of heaven are opened and blessings are poured out upon you. As we gave to our missionaries, you know, they, they don't know it was coming. But, you know, the last two weeks ago, I gave it away that we're going to give a special offering. And I'm so proud of our church and our online givers that in the midst of this, some of you I know this was a sacrifice to give this generous. But I know one thing. God is going to come through with an abundant supply. You know, this story was about Oscar and Jose. I introduced the two boys to you a few weeks ago, and, and, and it was amazing how that as we looked at those two little guys, and they got to see what, what, what was happening. They lost their dad. I don't know if they understood or didn't understand that the creditor was coming to take them. But one thing I do know is they were a part of the miracle. They got to watch their mama go get the jars. And they got to carry the jars back to the house. And as they placed the jars in the house, I want you to know, I don't, I don't think they understood completely what was about to happen. But the Bible says the lady went in the house with her two sons. And they closed the doors. And in their house at that moment... All they had was a bunch of empty jars and one jar with a little bit of oil in it. And the Bible says that the man of God says, begin to pour. What's that mean? It's, it's the un, 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 unshaken knowledge that I don't know what's about to happen, but I know who is going to be in control of what's going to happen. Listen, my friend, you may not know what is about to happen in your life, but I can tell you, you can trust in God. And the miracle that God will do for you is the same miracle that God did for this little lady and her two boys. As she began to pour the oil, the oil just filled up the first jar. And then she was supposed to set it aside. And then she went to the next jar. And it filled it up and then set it aside. And then she went to the next jar and filled it up and then set it aside. Can you see Oscar and Jose? I don't know if they understood. But I do know one thing. They believed that, man, I don't know where that oil is coming from. But somebody was in a pipeline straight to God. Because the oil is now appearing in the jar. And it's not just in one jar. Now it's in many jars. You know, little becomes much when you place it in his hands. You may not have a lot. But if you place it in his hands, I can tell you that it will be exceedingly, abundantly above what you could ever ask or think. You know, when we look at that scripture verse that Pastor Jen concluded with for me to jump in to finish this, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 10 and 11, it says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. 
And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. You know, this month has been an incredible journey. And as Pastor Jen gave you the three points for today, the Lord prepares us. He's preparing you. You may not know it, but he's preparing you. Number two, she said, and the Lord preserves us. That means he's going to be there for us, my friend. He's going to be there. It may not be an overnight journey. For some of us, it's a long road. I don't know how long the journey will be, but this one thing, I know who's going to be with me as the path, as I taught you two weeks ago, as the path goes, so the Lord goes. And he lights that path. He's going to preserve you. He's going to protect you. And then finally, the Lord provides for you. I can tell you, as the scripture was given this month a few times, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. My friend, I hope you've learned that this month, God is about an incredible blessing to every one of his children. Whether we're in dire straits or difficult positions, whether everything has been good and there is an abundance right now, you're a part of an answer to a prayer. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your opportunity. Take every moment. Take your jar. Hold it in your hand and say, I may only have a little bit, but I know God's going to take care of it. Or you may be the one today that there's been an abundance. This is your moment to say, okay, where can I be a blessing? Where can I be a blessing? And I can tell you, if you want to be a blessing, God will help us. You may be in the church and you're going through it. I can tell you God's going to answer your prayer. Let God speak to you this day. You may be halfway around the world watching this. You say, man, I wish God would come through for me. Take your moment. As I conclude this time in prayer, I want you to be able to say to God, God, I need you. I need you, God, to come through for me. And I can promise you this. Whether it's the person that has great need or the person that has abundance, your faith will move you to be a giver. And I want you to be a generous giver. As I just read to you, be a generous giver. Don't be tight-fisted with God. Give. And it shall be given to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's the kind of blessings I want. That's the kind of blessings that God gives. So would you bow your heads with me and let's pray. Lord, today I thank you. I thank you for the person in this house that's had the opportunity to listen to an entire series. And they said, oh man, that series was just for me. Lord, we know that in the middle of this series we heard of testimonies of jobs and Multiple jobs. We heard of scholarships that were given. We heard of, 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 of changes of jobs and, and blessings. Lord, we thank you that you're the God that came through. Because you always come through. And Lord, today my friends in Rome have gathered. I pray, Jesus, that God, you will take care of them. You will meet their needs. Every need that they have.
And maybe you're that individual today and you haven't even started this journey with Christ. Today you can give your life to Christ. I'd like to say this prayer with you. Say, that's me. I need that prayer today. Right here in Rome. Go ahead and lift your hand. You say, you're up there on the screen. How you can see? I got people, let me tell you. And they're going to be praying with me and they're going to tell me. You say, I need to give my life to Christ. Will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins. And I ask you right now, come into my heart, into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will follow you. Thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer and changing my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer with me today, there's some people in the church that want to get a card from you with your name on it so that I can pray with you. I want to pray. You've seen me on the screen today, but I can tell you our people are there to help you. So please make sure when they come to you and give you that card, you just fill out your name and and I can tell you, I will begin to pray for you. Second prayer that I want to pray for you here in Rome today is that God... God definitely had a word this month for us. We saw so many miracles. We saw so many answers to prayer. And God hasn't run out of miracles, and he hasn't run out of answers to prayer. And you may be in that moment today. I want us to, as we're here together, stand all over this room, and I want us to pray. Let's get a hold of God, and let's ask God to answer our prayers. Lord, today... As we stand here in Rome and we're asking you to take care of needs. God, you said you shall supply all of our needs according to your riches. And Lord, I know that you've got an abundant supply. So Lord, those that are in need, Lord, meet their need. God, help us. Help us, help us, help us, God. For those that have an abundance today, God, I pray that they will be faithful. They will be faithful and they will be generous, oh God, in their giving. Thank you, Lord, for ICF Rome. Thank you for the blessings that we have in our church. And I pray protection upon each and every one. And Lord, as we go from this place today, Lord, meet every need, protect them, I pray. I pray it in the name of the Father, name of the Son. In name of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, church, for joining us today. We will see you next week. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. 
in a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're going to help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I want to pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now there are people that are praying prayers all over the world and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you. And remember, God's got a plan for your life.